You know, we need to be aware of how powerful our God is. We need to be aware of how powerful He is in our spirit. And how our God is really His spirit. And when He moves, He moves by His spirit. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And so we want to recognize that our God is spirit and that that he is desiring that we would come into the realm of the spirit. And so tonight, as I minister to you, I I want you to know that I'm not ministering to your soul. I thank God that all souls belong to him. And your soul is just an offering that you bring. Your soul is yourself. When you bring your soul, your soul is meant to be offered up to God. But your spirit is what he's after tonight. Your spirit is what he is desiring, and and he's wanting you to know that the church is is spirit just like he is spirit. And sometimes we get so tied down in the sight realm until we can't see the things that are are precious to God, the things that are unseen, the things that are are, uh, beyond value. These are the things of the spirit. And so as I minister, I want you to know, sometimes we, we try to make it, uh, the, the word, plain to the soul that the soul can understand, not realizing that the spirit understands everything that's coming from God. And that if I can speak it, and, and, and it's being sp- spoke to your spirit, that you will grasp it, even if it's not until tomorrow, or next month, or even next year. We are depositing in your spirit tonight. We know it's your one thing is in the family, and we're going to talk about the family. But I want you for a moment just to just imagine that you were in the beginning with God. Just imagine that, that your spirit was with him when he said, let there be light. And there was light. When everything was without form, everything was dark, he said, let there be light. And he saw that the light was good. And he divided the light from the darkness. And he called the light day, and he called the darkness night. And he said the evening and the morning was the first day. I want you to imagine for a moment the first day light. I'm not talking about fourth day light. That's what we're so familiar with. And that's what our, we govern our lives by times and seasons. But I want you to come back to the light that's in you right now. See, the church is so tied down to seasons and times because we are so in tune with fourth day light and not first day light. We're so in tune with the things that, that are, are coming and not the things that are. That are. And so God is wanting to bring us back. And I want you to imagine for a moment that you're in first day light now. And I want you to know that's not the light of the sun or the moon or the stars. That's the light of the Lord. And when the light of the Lord is shining, you see things different. You even begin to see yourself different. You see, you've been seen dimly in a mirror and you haven't been seeing yourself accurately. But I want you to come back to first day light. I want you for a moment to, to imagine that, that, that you never tasted of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now, the only thing you ever ate, the fruit, is the fruit of life. 
I want you to think about this for a moment. I want you to think for a moment when you had the same mind as the Lord. When in the garden you, it wasn't another option. It was only what God said. I want you to think for a moment when you weren't trying to figure out things for yourself. When all of your life and all of your prayers were about you and what you think you need. I want you for a moment to go back with God when he knew what you need. When you didn't even have any thought about what you need. When Adam didn't even know he was alone or lonely. That God told him he was, wasn't good for him to be alone. And when Adam didn't know what to ask for. But God said, I'm going to make him a helper suitable for him. I want you to imagine these things because these are things where God is wanting to bring you back. I want you to imagine when you didn't even know you were naked. There was no shame. You wasn't thinking like that. You see, one of the things that I understand now is that when Adam ate of the tree of knowledge, the fruit, it messed up his mind. It caused them to see things different than God. It caused them to be separated from God. It caused them to see things apart from God and to even come up with his own reality. It's a funny thing that each one of us has eaten from that tree and we have created our own reality. It is a pity and a shame that it's a reality that's, that's absent from God. And it's a shame that each one of us has created our own world. Some of you right now in this place, you believe that nothing can stop you. And there's somebody in here that believes that everything stops them. Creating their own world. And the problem is, is that whatever we have created in the darkness, not in the light, that's what we pass down to our generation. And it's a shame that we have not come back to the reality of where God is bringing us to what he says is really true. That you are so valuable that he would give not gold or silver, but his own blood. What do you see? What did he see in you that you don't see in yourself? What is it that you are thinking about God and thinking about yourself that's not true? When I told you that it messed with your mind, everything changed in the mind of the one that eats from the tree of the knowledge, of the fruit of knowledge and good of evil. And many of us, we have the taste right in our mouth right now. And again, it's in our mind that messed up. That we don't see things the way God has created it. We're no longer living in the light of the Lord. We're living in the light of of the sun and the moon. We're walking in sight. And that has to stop tonight. Because we have to come back to our reality. I said again, God said, I am spirit. And he said, those who worship me must worship in spirit and in truth. And it's a shame that the truth that we have created, because we create our own truth, our own reality, our own world, and sadly is not in alignment with God. And again, we have not spoke 
the truth to our children. We have not understood what God is doing. I know many of you right now are in the the transition of your life. And it's not from one geographical location or one place to another. God is transitioning you out of your fleshly, carnal nature and life. He is transitioning you into the spiritual dimension. And, 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 And I tell you by the spirit that we would not move because we value the things down here, the things that are seen. We, we value the relationships that are, are down here because we know the value of them. But we don't really know the value of what God is talking about. The things that are unseen, we can't put a price. We don't even know what they are worth. And I tell you right now, you can't appraise them because they're beyond value, yet there is not a hunger to know them. When I think, and, 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 and we, we, we talk to the people of God, they are talking about the same needs that the world is talking about. They're talking about the same things. They're, they are not uh, thinking about the things that are above. They're thinking about the things that are beneath. And so I'm going to talk to you tonight, and, and it's not just the fact that, that, that we are in this place, but If we don't begin to hate it, we won't leave it. You got to get sick and tired of the way you've been living. And you know it's way, way beneath what God is talking about. He's calling the church to, to be a glorious church. He's calling the church to be in a place that can be visibly seen. He wants to make visible his glorious church. And we're holding on to everything that's not of any value. So let's, I'm going to speak out of the word of the Lord, and I'm going to tie this all in together. I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 12. I'm breaking down Ezekiel 43, 10, okay. Before we go to um, Matthew 12, I would like to go to Ezekiel 43. I heard this during worship. Ezekiel 43.10 Thou son of man, show the house to the house. I want you to hear that. That's the only part that I want. Don't you think it's a sad state when you got to show the house to the house when we don't know who we are? I want you to just think about that. When God has sent a prophet to show you the house of the Lord because you don't know who you are. And because we don't know who we are, we are doing all kinds of things that we shouldn't be doing. I come to show you the house. In Matthew 12, verse 
Beginning at verse 46. This is Jesus. While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brothers stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples and said, here are my mother and my brothers. But whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. Whoever does the will of my father is my family. And God is bringing us to a reality of the spiritual dimension of family. He says in Luke 14:26, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life, also he cannot be my disciple. Jesus is saying that if we are so familiar with the natural relationship that we can forget where he's really calling us is into spiritual family and spiritual relationship. And one thing about the things of the Spirit is when you get in tune with the Spirit, you begin to understand that it's all about doing the will of my Father. I can't say that I'm his son if I don't do what he tells me to do. You can't say that you are his, his, his son, his brother or sister if you don't do what he says. Spiritual family is those who do the will of God. And God is bringing us to that place. See, we have such affinity for everything that's natural. And we think the human dimension is what we see. And we've forgotten that, that Jesus is the reality. He's the manifest reality of real humanity. We know he's God. But you, do you know that he is, he is the manifest reality of, of real, huma real humanity? And that when you see him, he is spirit. Speaks of Jesus as a son, he is life-giving spirit. When God begins to manifest himself in, the, in, the, in spiritual family, it is in the spirit. And as I said before, God is coming back to that dimension and he's speaking to you. And he's bringing about real healing in your spirit. Because it's been so long until we have really been in tune with who we really are. We have been so outward, so soulish. That, and the soul is always looking outward. It's always being stimulated by something outward. And we've forgotten how to come inward and live the life that's inward, outward. Yeah. We've forgotten how to abide in him. We've forgotten how to, how to be really, really the church. Being one. Having one mind, not having everybody has their own opinion. Everybody has their own reality. Everybody has their own truth. And everybody's doing their own thing. That God is beginning to deal with that. He's bringing us back. 
to the place where we realize that it's only that which is born of God that's going to last. That if it was born by your own will and by your own power and by your own blood, it's going to pass away. Sometimes we forget these things and so the Lord is bringing them back to us. Remember, who is my family? Who is my real, real family? Those who are doing the will of God. And you know what the will of God is? To believe in him. Because it's, 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 it's being challenged our faith. Now, I'm not just talking about everyday things. I'm talking about our faith. You are wondering if you really do believe at times. Not realizing that there's an enemy whose strategy, whose strategy is to pull you into the flesh and out of the spirit. Because it's only when you're in the flesh that you doubt. It's only in the flesh when you uh, don't believe God. It's only in the flesh when you have your own mind. When you're doing your own thing. And you say you're doing the will of God, but it's you doing your own thing because the enemy has brought you into the flesh. He has pulled you into the flesh and he's pulled you down from the things above. Church, the word of God in Colossians 3, 1 said, if then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting. At the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above and not on the things of the earth. Now, I I know we read it. But I know we're not doing it. I know that we are not realizing that God is saying, don't be thinking about the earth. Because you're not from here. You, you, You are not... Regulated by his rules and his limitations. But you don't know it because you keep doing what God says not to do. And because your mind is on the things beneath, that's where your value and that's where your priorities and that's where all that you do. And God says, don't do that. See, if you're looking at the wrong thing, you won't see and understand what God is doing. If I, for a moment, if the enemy can get me for a moment to have my mind on something else, then that's a moment that I I wasn't engaged with the beauty of the Lord. He said, if you've been raised up with him, why do you keep your minds on things beneath? Why are we such a beneath? Hurt people and not an above people. Why, when we look, we see how helpless and how weak and how difficult and how hard things are. Could it be that we're not looking at the right thing? We've been raised with him. We need to seek the things. You know, that's a command to seek. You've got to have a real desire to know these things. One thing I know about the Lord, if you're a casual looker and searcher, seeker, casual seeking, you will find nothing. If you have hearted listening, and when you go home, you just go and do whatever you usually do, 
then you will never even hear or understand what God is saying. It seems like a whole lot of disconnected things when God is saying there's one thing, it's one, 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 one river, one current. He's saying you got to come back into the spirit. He's saying that I, I have brought you back to your, 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 your roots. And I'm bringing you into the place that I've told you that you should seek. In Philippians 1.21, Paul said, for me to live is Christ. You see, everybody is trying to, to, to change our core essence of who we are. You know, it, it's, it, it, it's one thing for people to try to change you, but when they try to change your core, the very basics of who you are, that's when you really, that's, that, that's really terrible. That, that should be against the law. And that's what people are always doing to you and to me. They're always trying to change the core. And the core of each one of us is Christ. The core of each one of us is a life-giving spirit. It shows you what's really human and what's really family and what's really sons and daughters is Christ. That God is bringing us to that place. He's bringing us to the place where we really, really know what we believe. You see, in 1 John 5, 1, it said, we know that whoever believes, can you say believes? Believes. That Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Where am I going now? I'm trying to take you back to the place that you should be. I'm taking you to spiritual family, to the higher spiritual relationship. I'm taking you back to who you are, not who you think you are. You see, so many of us think that we were born in, 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 in sorrow. Hallelujah. Genesis 3.16, when God said to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply your sorrows in your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. He said, your desire shall be for your husband, even though in pain. And so many of us think that that's how we were born. In pain and in sorrow. We weren't born that way. In John 1.13, it says, those who are born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but was born of God. I'm talking about spiritual family. I'm talking about your origin and who you are. Your, your existence didn't come from the will of, of a man. It came from God. And we do know that whatever is born of God is, is born of, of Jesus, is of God. And First Peter 1.23 says this. I want to establish some things. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. I don't know about you, but sometimes you need to stop and see what's been said. Because when that changes everything of how you think. 
You were not born of corruptible seed. But you were born of the word of God. You were born of the spirit. You came forth not by the will of man, but you came forth by the will of God. That God has you here and, and out of a word that abides forever. And you've got to understand that you have purpose. You've got to understand that the, the word lives forever. There should be no one, once they get the revelation, afraid of anything or anyone or any situation. There should be no one that's thinking that something is too big for them. That what God has called them to do that they can't do because you weren't born of a natural man. You were born by the will of God. And you're not of a, a, a weak family or a lineage. You are in spiritual family. And everything has changed. And all you have to do is renew your mind. We are not thinking right. In whatever world, in whatever reality that you yourself has created. It's time to come back to the world that God created. In which he is ruling through you. And that you cannot see things the way you used to see it. Because every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And comes down from the father of light. Whom there is no variation of shadows of turning. Of his own will. He brought us forth by the word of truth. That we might be kind of a first fruit of his creatures. How many of you believe that you are the first fruit. Of that which is born of God. How many of you if you could hear it in the spirit. I'm not talking about your mind because we come up with all kinds of meanings and interpretations that's not nearly close to what God is saying. We always diminish ourselves and, and make ourselves smaller than what God is saying. Because when we think like God, then we begin to do things like God does. We don't think that we can lose. And so we are risk takers now. Because we know it really isn't no risk. It really, it has no risk when you know who you are. He said, you are first fruit of a family that was born of the Spirit. That I can't even imagine in my mind what that means. I have to have a revelation. That's why I said I'm not speaking to your soul. I'm speaking to your spirit. There was times when you try to wrap your mind around what God is saying. And, 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 and you don't, don't understand that all he requires of you is that you receive it. Because as many as them that received him. He gave them power to be children. Children of God. We got to learn how to receive from God. I don't have to understand everything he says. But I have to believe it. I have to receive it. And so we are coming with, with a loud sounding voice. Because I'm, I'm shattering all of the thinking. And all of the lies. And all of the deception. It's a funny thing. We will be, believe a lie. And we won't. We struggle. With the truth. 
we will allow ourselves to be deceived and not understand that when Jesus said, who is my brother? Who is my sister? But him who does the will of my father. This is my family. This is my family who hears God and, and began to understand that God is raising us up. You, you see, I started off by saying I got to show the house to the house. I got to show you who you really are. The house of God, you're not a puny family. And so when God raised you up and when he brings you into the light again and when you stop making your own creation of your own reality and of your own world and you start saying, well, God, what you say is good enough for me. Whatever he says, when he says you cannot be, you cannot be overcome with weakness. You, you are strong, you are mighty. That's when God begins to change us in our minds, eyes. Again, we've been looking at the wrong thing. We look at things beneath. We are down here with the chickens. And we are fighting over everything that's there. We, 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 we won't come up to where the place that we are supposed to be. You have been raised up. It has to be a fight to live a life beneath. Do you know how powerful resurrection is? You know how powerful ascension power is? We would have to fight to live a beneath life, a worried, anxious life, not knowing who you are. He said, Will somebody tell me who I am? And looking at and blaming your natural father when he, he, he had nothing to do with who God says you are. If he didn't teach you who you are, really are, don't blame him. You have the spirit. But we have become dull of hearing God. And so he says, a loud mouth preacher. <laughs> he said, why is he so animated? Why is he yelling at me? Because when God was whispering in a still, small voice, you said, is this really you, God? If anybody should have an inferiority complex, it should be God. Because we're always wondering, is this you? God must think that he has a communication problem because we say, you should do my will. He said, what? He's speaking in the spirit, but we have come down and we can only hear things of the senses, the sense of hearing. And some of you, if God doesn't speak to you through your sense of hearing, you can't hear him. But the anointing of God is coming to tell you that you already know. You didn't just come here today. And learn about God. You came from him. There are things that you are trying to forget about him. That God is stirring up. Say so you know this. Because you've heard it before. But because we become so sensual. We, we forget the sound. The sound of the spirit. We forget the loudness of God's spirit. 
the roaring in our spirit. The things that he's speaking to us, we can't hear it because we're so outward. We, we are just listening outward. We're sight-oriented. We are thinking uh, these things, and God is saying, I want you to know that I'm in you. I'm speaking from inside of you. I'm telling you not so much right now what you're going to do. I'm telling you who you are. I say you got to know that you are not born by the natural will of man. You've been born by the spirit. And God is bringing you forth. And as I said before, you ought to remember that this is the way it was supposed to be. You weren't conceived in pain. No, you came by the word of God. God spoke and the word came into your spirit. And and you became the fruit of his word. The abiding fruit. And so we are talking about spiritual family. We're talking about how you come into this dimension. You got to leave everything. The only way you're going to leave it, you got to hate it. If you don't hate it, you will like it, and it'll, you'll stay there. You've got to understand that God is saying, I have much, much more for you. And when things begin to get tight, don't get afraid. This week, things have been tightening up, and we don't understand that God is bringing us into spiritual dimension. Who you really are. So that you can discern properly and not make these mistakes. And so that we can be so helpless, thinking that we're going to perish at any moment. And God is saying, no, you're bigger and stronger than that. And it's, cha- it's time that we stop, stop allowing people to change our core essence. And try to make you diminish you and, and make you smaller and, and make you stop uh, uh, being who you really are. God wants you to break out of that. He's the, he's the breaker. He's the one that breaks through. I'm not going to be much longer. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I have to speak this because we've forgotten. And every little thing, every, every low-level thing, anything that any gnat can trip a big church, a bad church like we are, and have us wondering if we're really saved because of what you did. And God said, you're not what you did. This is who you are. You're born of the spirit of the word of God. That abides forever. The living word has come into each one of us and is breaking through. Breaking through our reality. You, you, we, are, we are seeing things wrong. We, we are thinking that we can't be healed. We are thinking that we can't be delivered. We think that we can't be restored. We think that victory is a, a word that's going to be in the by and by someday, somewhere. One day. I'm going to get the victory. When all you need to do is stand up right now. And so God is talking about family right now. But he's talking about a whole different dimension. And he's bringing us up into that place. And, and you're going to find that your treasure is in heaven. That your, your things are, the things that God has promised you is above. And you have to understand that all you have to do is abide there. And if you abide there long enough, you will hear God. If you abide with him and your mind is not everywhere, all over the place. You're just everywhere with your mind. You don't have your mind on the spirit. And God is bringing us back to that place. 
he's been bringing me. He's shifting me. And he, he's saying, you, 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 you're not going to fall for the old trick. You know the enemy is trying to bring you into the flesh where you're helpless, where everything is big, where everything is a giant, where psychological warfare works on you. Where he makes everything look impossible. Oh, somebody is right there right now. Oh, it's just too big to even attempt to try it. It's going to be like this forever. Nothing ever changes for me. That's talking in the flesh. The angels are saying, what kind of foolishness is that? Who told you to think like that? Who created that world and that reality? Have you been eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? Are you creating a world, a world that's separating apart from God? Or are you your own God now? Do you fix your own stuff? When you fail, do you set yourself down? Do you stop yourself? Because you say, I don't measure up to what God. Are you telling yourself, I don't pray enough? Are you disqualifying yourself because you say, I'm not doing it right? Are you making up your own world and your own reality, your own rules, your own laws? In the name of Jesus. Is anyone doing that? Well, you got to stop it. Because we are coming into the realm of the spirit where everything is clear. And where the word of the Lord is, is everything. Where is your reality? What does God say about you? Do you put yourself in every place that's in the Bible with the wicked and the evil? Do you put yourself and say, this is what I deserve? Or do you know you've been born by God, by the seed, the incorruptible seed, and it's impossible for you to sin because you've been born by God? Are you able to walk like that? Well, when I'm done, you're going to be able to walk like that. Because every time you try to create your own world, you're going to hear this loud, my preacher say, you must be out of your mind. <laughs> Have you been eating from that tree again? And you're thinking some things that are not right. Why do you think he said you need to renew your mind? God said, y'all crazy as you, as you could be. You're not thinking right. And so he's changing everything. He sent me here tonight to bring you into real fam family, spiritual family. The ones that are his brothers and sisters and mother is the one that does his will. And the one that does his will is the one that believe him. Amen. Never doubt. The first thing of the will of God is you cannot doubt you cannot be afraid. You can't worry. 
And if he's Lord, if he's really Lord, then you got to obey it. These are not suggestions. You can't go and say, I can't do it now. I can't is gone forever. You can do all things. You will do all things. And so God is speaking to us. He's moving everything out, out of the way. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Spirit of living God. Spirit of living God. Spirit of the living God. Touch the spirit of everyone that's here. Everyone. Everyone. Father, your words are spirit and they are life. You're coming to each one and wherever he or she is. You're breaking them free in their spirit. Your spirit is beginning to rise. Spirit of God is raising you up. I know, I know that in the flesh you're weary. But come on up into the spirit. Come into the place where God's spirit and your spirit are intersecting in oneness. Come into the place where no devil, no demon, no worldly ambition, selfish desires can abide. Come into the realm where there is only truth. There is no lie in the truth. Come into the abiding place where you cannot be moved nor shaken. Come into the spirit. Yes, I know natural family. But everyone in your household is saved or shall be saved. We're talking in the spirit now. It may not agree with your natural mind, but God says that he has come today to bring you into the dimensions of the spirit. And of the house of God. He said, show the house to the house. Let them see who they really are. And let them come into the spiritual dimension. By my spirit, by my spirit, by my spirit. You cannot be confined. You cannot be bound. You are free. You are free. You are free. The mind of the spirit. Just begin to pray in the spirit. Begin to pray in the spirit. Begin to pray in the spirit.